Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. Uh, my name is Lindsay Adams coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. For a value added extra, excellencepodcast.com has heaps of free resources for you to download. That is excellencepodcast.com. And normally I would have my podcast buddy, Raoul Bricker from Perth in Western Australia. However, today he is off earning uh, a living speaking at a conference, which is what we do. And so I'm flying solo. And today my guest comes to me all the way from India. Uh, I have with me Praveen Shakar. Welcome, Praveen. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Now, Praveen is an outlier marketer, parallel marketer and raconteur. Unconventional marketing is his forte. When the world moves one way, you need to move the other. That's Praveen's philosophy and work style. Um, as a parallel entrepreneur, he's taken companies from startup to multi-million dollars revenue. And he's an author of eight books. Man, this guy's prolific. Uh, he's a recipient of the American American Marketing Association's Emerging Leader Award. That's amazing, Praveen. And I believe you have a new book which is about to hit the shelves called Selling Without Selling. So what's that one all about, mate? Ah, now, Lindsay, you know, as, as professional speakers, when we work with other speakers or CEOs and uh, uh, the standard thing that comes in is, hey, how can I sell myself? I can't talk about myself. You know, it's especially where I come from, Lindsay, it is uh, considered a sin. How can you talk about yourself? That's so shameful. <laughs> so when, when a whole lot of people started asking me, how are you being so shameless? And I said, listen, I have built my entire career without selling. And they say, oh, come on, you're pulling a fast one. I said, no. That is a secret to selling without selling. And when I started working with the CEOs and teaching that, that led itself into a talk and a masterclass and a workshop and now a book on selling without selling. And that's the first of my brand trilogy, Lindsay. Ah, okay. So now, come on, mate. How do you do this selling without selling? Surely there's got to be, you've got to ask for the sale eventually, haven't you? I mean, how does it, how does, give us some, give us some insight here. Lovely. So let me give an example. If somebody asked me, when I go talk at an association or at a company, I do a very good job, they're not going to call me back immediately. But then they'll say, hey, Praveen, do you have any buddies that you can refer? I said, listen, I can introduce people that are an acquaintance. I can refer people uh, with whom I have a deeper relationship. But hey, I know you. I know the company. You need to invest in relationships and therefore here, I'm going to call Lindsay Adams right now. He's a relationships guy. Book him right away. I like you it. See the difference? Yeah, you see the difference between just an introduction or a referral or I will close the sale. I know what uh, Lindsay's rates are. I picked it up from his speakers, but uh, he and I are buddies. You got to book him and I'm going to be on the call until you go ahead and send an email and book him through. You're going so to be those, on the call. I love it. So that's the range of what I call the seven stages of brand devotion. And uh, Lindsay, I'm a part of your tribe. You're a part of mine. There's so much that you have shared over the last two, three years that not only am I a fan of Lindsay Adams, I'm a fanatic. Now, Lindsay is just one member in my tribe. Who else is there like that? Now, if somebody wants uh, uh, something to do with uncommon courage, 
uh, or LinkedIn, I will say, hey, uh, there's Andrea Edwards you need to talk to. Hey, I need something on networking. I say, Kerry Phipps from Double, talk to her. So this is not just, it might seem simple. Hey, of course, I introduce, I connect a lot of people, but they are passive connections. How do you convert the passive connection right through to the stage of a fanatic or a zealot? And that is what I uh, put across as a framework, but also encourage a whole lot of people to invest in multiple tribes. Now, I've got a professional speaker tribe. I've got a marketer tribe. I've got uh, one with entrepreneurs. I've got mm. one on the social work front. And then there are layers that you connect with. Uh, and I also talk about the seven stages of brand devotion, which I have been inspired, Lindsay. Now, one, there are two inspirations I need to quote here. One is from Arabic literature that talks about seven stages or types of love. Yes, now familiar with that, yeah. Uh, that ends in depth being the ultimate uh, sign of love, and I, I'm not there to talk about it. <laughs> this is my adaptation from a marketing perspective. Okay. Uh, that is one so inspiration. Then, so walk us through your seven brands of brand, seven stages of brand devotion then. What? Ah, lovely. One, all of us need to understand, and I'm talking about the 99.9% you and I interact with who say, everyone is my customer. Mm -hmm. Everyone mm -hmm. will buy my product. It's never going to be the case. Never going to be true. So from the rest of the world, who is attracted to you? That's the first stage. Who is attracted, which means I have heard you speak. I've heard Railbreakers speak. Hey, I like this guy. So yeah. I quickly go and check out uh, online what's there. And uh, oh, next time he's speaking, I'm signing up for it. He's conducting a webinar, I'm signing up for it. And that slowly leads from attraction into infatuation. And two, three times when I listen to you, Lindsay, or Rail, or a few other people, I fall in love. I love the style that you're talking about. And I'm going to give you an example. I recently was attracted to Ambi Parmeshwaran. He is a senior marketer who writes about branding. He's an ad man. Yep. And uh, yep. I, I loved his book called Nawab's Nudes and Noodles, um, a summary of 30 years of Indian advertising. And I loved, I got attracted because of the title. I got infatuated by his style of writing. And since then, I have fallen in love that I go check out all the articles he's writing. I've connected with him on LinkedIn. And I'm now trying to see if I can take it to the fourth stage of trust where I want Ambi to come and speak at an Entrepreneur Association annual conference. So I'm working with them to get him paid, which is a classic case of trust. And I have picked up all the books that he has written. So if he had had videos and other things on payment, yeah. I would have picked it up. Yeah. Right. So from an attraction, he's attracted. I mean, I'm attracted to him. I got infatuated. I'm in love and I place my trust in him, which is the fourth stage. Uh, when you come into the, uh, the fifth stage, which is worship, where I start actively, the first two stages are marketing qualified leads. The third and fourth stages are what I call the sales qualified leads. But then the stages five, six, seven are when I'm actively selling you without expecting anything in return. I am so enamored by you, Lindsay, that I take it upon myself to see how can I get you breaks? How can I get Love you uh, opportunities? Yes. So the fifth stage is worship and the sixth is passion. Anything and everything that you're going to come out with, I'm going to be there as your number one cheerleader, being your super fan, super promoter, doing a few things even without you asking. Okay. Right? 
And the final really, part. Yeah. This is really tribe stuff, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're talking yes. devoted followers. Yeah. I love it. So um, passion. Okay. So you're passionate. What, what next? The final stage is what I call the mom mode. Then I sacrifice my time, my money, my resources for your benefit. Wow. And there are, there are quite a few people. And I'm going to give you a classic example here, Lindsay. As speakers, as entrepreneurs, we are very concerned about the 5-10% who put up a negative review, who are complaining about what we are doing. Attention is necessary, but we pretty much only look at it. We forget to look at the 10-15% on the other positive end of the spectrum who like us a lot, who love us, who are um, passionate about us. We don't even know who they are. Right. They yeah. just they like us. So we are giving an inordinate amount of attention to the negativists. It is necessary. It's, it's a feedback loop. But are we at least giving 2x of the time to identify who are our super fans? They don't want a discount, a rebate or a voucher on your and my speaking courses. They want to help genuinely. So once we identify, can we involve them in co-creation in our beta reading circuit? Uh, only when we know we can go ahead and do. And uh, the key part of selling without selling is to identify your worshippers, your fanatics and, uh, and your moms. Okay, so how, how do we identify those people, Praveen? Ah, uh, it, it does start all the way at the beginning by attracting the right crowd, uh, the people that you need to. So the whole world is not your client. Now, Lindsay, you talk about relationships and only those who want to improve and work on the relationships will be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. A lot more people may listen to your talk. You speak to an audience of thousands but out of the thousand, about a hundred, there will be a resonance and they will reach out and connect with you. And that is the starting point. Yeah. And, uh, and after that, I call it the Tinder way that you've got to do what you need to do to swipe right. To get them to move, <laughs> move up the brand devotion scale. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, so, may I may I ask you a question, Lindsay? Of course. What is the opposite of love? Well, hate. Great. So I say that there are two opposite words for love. One is indifference or apathy, which is in the first four stages. People are attracted, they come and book you for a talk, and then they may get out of the brand spiral. I mean, their job is done. They may go in and go out. At that point, somebody gets pissed off. They don't like there is some brand dissonance that happens. It will be indifference or apathy. But if it happens in the closer part, stage five, six, seven, when I love you so much and you piss me off, then that turns into hate. Oh, okay. And that is a clear difference that we would need to. And that happens when we take some people for granted instead of continuing to invest time uh, to sell without selling, we take them for granted saying, hey, they will do it that way. In that case, it is not a step-by-step -step fall. It's a straight fall out into hate. And that is a key difference that I want to convey through the book and also as a marketing evangelist. Okay. Okay. So um, can I ask a silly question, which is not associated with this book, but you've, you've written eight books already 
and I know that you've written, I think it's three in the last 12 months, maybe four. Oh. oh. Four. And, I, you know, I, um, I believe COVID was responsible for some of that as, as yes. in time on your hands. But um, how do you... How do you construct a book and uh, put it all together and publish it so quickly? I mean, we have a lot of listeners who, who are interested in, you know, writing books and uh, getting their message out to their audience. You're you're absolutely prolific, and I, I stand in awe of you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm finishing off my second book now, and that's only taken me uh, probably twelve months, um, whereas you churn them out in twelve weeks. Uh, uh, what's your secret, mate? What's the what's the formula? The formula is something you will relate a lot, and so will other speakers, is to come up with a new speech and continue to give that speech until the speech becomes solidified, that it comes out smooth. Then you convert that into a book, and that is that much more faster. Now, at this point, I am not concerned about the rest of the world's definition of success or best-selling. I have built my tribe and my tribe is ready to consume what I have to offer for value, Lindsay. So my books are not traditional books of 60, 70,000 words. These are books I love to read and my tribe loves to read. And therefore, they are in the 15 to 20,000 word range, which is easy for me to come out. When you look at um, uh, one speech of 45 minutes keynote, that gives you enough for eight to 9,000 words. Okay, But then when you have to write, you have the liberty of explaining concepts a whole lot more. So that kind of doubles it to 16,000 words. Yeah. Um, so what has happened during COVID also is a lot more people wanted newer content, newer ways to approach. And I took up every new talk that came and some of them are getting converted in uh, into books, into courses, into videos, into one minute videos for the newer generation. Okay. So, uh, book Lindsay to me is just one of the ways in which I can evangelize outlier marketing, which is thinking differently. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's not just about the book. Then you you're breaking it down into so many other uh, yes uh, elements that you can use to share your message with you, with your audience. And what happens when you give that talk to a lot of people and you ask for stories related to it, the stories are contributed by uh, the listeners from the audience. That helps out um, giving real-life scenarios and examples. So in circling back now to your um, selling without selling, I'm assuming that you've got um, lots of anecdotes and stories in that book then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it actually starts off with uh, a story. It starts off with a love story, Lindsay, of oh. seven acts. And uh, that's how the book starts, uh, about one person who's in love and what happens. And that is then related and adapted at every stage with business examples. Okay. Okay. So um, we're not getting back into Tinder again. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> uh, you frightened me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then I, I guess uh, it's important to actually collect stories as, a, as an author, as a speaker, as a, uh, an expert. Um, so how do, you, how do you know which story is the best story to use? That's where my ideation and curation team comes in, Lindsay. 
Okay. As, as, as authors, as creators, as speakers, we try to cram in as much as possible. But when you have uh, uh, what I call my devil's advocate team, they whip it apart. They cut it down to size and bring it down. And a part of my co-creation team includes the past readers of my book and talks. So that helps to keep it crisp. But I took on a book coach several years ago to get my first book out. You might know this gentleman called Kiruba Shankar from India. So he (laughs) he was my first book coach and he put me on a path of daily writing. So every day I write at least 300, 400 words, which means you've got to keep collecting stories. And sometimes some of these stories are absolutely incredulous. Uh, that they deserve a book on on their own. Would you like one example, uh, Lindsay? Of course. So a sales analyst was sitting in Mumbai from one of the large paint houses. uh, uh, They manufacture paints. And he couldn't figure out that a particular belt of India, in a particular uh, season, there was consistently uh, increased sales of black paint. There was no reason for black paint. Generally, you don't use black paint for anything other than some automobiles. Um, So he took it up. He did what the uh, decent sales analyst could do, took it to his boss, who took it to his boss, who took it to his boss. And they decided to send an observational uh, group to that region without knowing what was happening. So this group uh, drove around the region until they found out that the seasonal spike was due to a farmer's market out there where cattle trading was going on. And that was a particular uh, one to two week period. Right. But the sale happened two weeks before that. And this is not an individual cattle sale, but uh, people buy and sell in batches of 50 or 100. And the black paint sale increased because buffaloes were being painted black to show them young <laughs> when viewed from a distance. And therefore, they fetched <laughs> a higher price. so you design a product for one thing the audience or the the users go use it for whatever else you look at so this is a a classic nugget of the kind of stories that i collect this one of course is for a different book but this is the magic of collecting stories especially as speakers you know which story to use at what point but who would have connected a line between increased sale in black paint to the sale of buffalo yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's, um, that is very clever. And, and again, it shows the power of the story because that, you know, when you read about that, you're never going to forget that story, are you? And, and that's kind of a dinner party story where you can say, I was reading this book and, uh, you know, and, and share the story of the black painted buffalo. Um, very clever. I've, I've, I've um, picked up a lot from uh, other books and sources. Um, uh, you, to answer to your question about book writing, what do you know about Leonardo da Vinci, Lindsay? Well, he was an amazing painter uh, and uh, an artist, a, a sculptor. Um, Beautiful. So he got himself trained and exposed to a whole lot of arts and science. So when faced with a problem, he could pick and choose and put it in. Yeah. That's exactly the case with me. Last year, I read 92 books. This year, I'm well on my uh, track to finish 100, of which of which one is Talk Triggers by Jay Bear, a uh, bunch of books by Seth Gordon, and some concepts. Um, in fact, the key five concept that one gentleman named Lindsay Adams introduced <laughs> to me a few years ago forms a basis. 
Uh, and I concur to Seth Godin's school that there are no original ideas, only original combinations. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's too true. So, um, Praveen, this book, Selling Without Selling, uh, it's going to be released, uh, as I understand, around the 12th of August. Um, yes. where, where would our listeners be able to get a copy of that? Oh, it is going to be there on Amazon, Apple, Kobe, and uh, everywhere else. The title is Selling Without Selling with the subtitle of Seven Stages of Brand Devotion. Ah. Um, uh, Amazon for sure. And the first week I generally allow for a Kindle Unlimited free download because you and I are evangelists. We are not looking at making money off the book. We want the message to spread sure. so that it leads to several other connections and tribe building. Uh, it will, of course, be available from... Uh, my personal website, which is praveenshekhar.com. And in fact, if some of them would like to go check out what's going on, what is the uh, work frame like, what is the grid that I'm talking about, how to go ahead, uh, you and I belong to this uh, give it away free and let it uh, spread part. So if they go to praveenshekhar.com slash SWS, they can go ahead and download the PDF, look at the video, um, Brilliant. Download the videos that are Brilliant. there. So, so Pravin, do you star on that video? Yes, I do. <laughs> you do? Fantastic. Because um, today, sadly, we're only we're only recording the audio. We don't get the video, so they won't get to see your amazing handlebar mustache, L- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners. If you haven't seen a photo of Pravin, you've got to go and watch this video to see this guy's mustache. It is a world beater. Uh, Praveen, we're going to have to wrap it up, my friend. It's been such a delight chatting with you. Um, one final question. If our if our listeners wanted to contact you direct, what, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, uh, LinkedIn is best, P-R-A-V-I-N space S-H-E-K-A-R, or they can email me at outlier at praveenshaker.com. Beautiful. Well, uh, thank you very much, Praveen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can go to our Uh, website excellencepodcast.com to download some amazing free resources there we'll have a link there uh, under Pravin's page to to his book Um, so you can uh, and we'll keep you alerted for when you can get that free download Uh, so uh, with that I'm going to wrap it up and uh, look forward to uh, connecting with you again sometime soon